Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph Dover Basham, MD. Alex Rampernard Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Rampernard. We'll be right back, kick things off. Kristen Burt will join us. Then maybe a couple things from Babylon B2. Mm. Oh, God. Right after this with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. I'm humming along, that's all I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt joins us. How are you doing, Kristen? I'm great. How are you? Marvelous phone. Sounds good. Yeah. I know last week was so strange. It was so it was really fuzzy. I think Cassie brought in some ghosts on the line. Yeah, probably. she brought in ghosts. Let's blame it on Cassie. Yeah, because she's got those ghosts hanging around. Her family uh, angers those vengeful spirits. Exactly. So, yeah. It sounded like wailing ghosts. All the time. <laughs> the vengeful spirits. Oh, by the way, um, I just got an email from Nancy Pelosi for you. She told me to pass this along. Apparently she was trying to talk to you. She couldn't get a hold of you. Why are you on her mailing list? Oh, she and I talk all the time. We're both Catholic. You know, it's one of those Catholic Oh, deals. is that what it is? I'm not on any political figure's mailing list. Oh, you're not? I can't not handle campaign oh, yeah. propaganda on both sides. Too okay. Much. Well, she said, make sure you pass along to Kristen Burt. Uh, that uh, she wanted to clarify, Democrats have clarified that black lives will only matter until November. So, <laughs> I don't hear much of a laugh on your end there. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I, I really, I hope that this is a movement towards equality and not just like, hey, we need to do this every 30, 40 years. Yeah, years, or every, whatever it's been. every election yeah, it's year. Yeah, every election year. I mean... Let's make this world just a better place for people to treat each other better, kindness, and, you know, if you can't keep your mouth shut, stay in your house. Amen. <laughs> okay, the Amen, only problem, sister. The only problem I have with that, Kristen, is as soon as they shut up Chaz and now Chop, the first thing they did is sent guys over with assault rifles. Mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, the guy wanted to come in, and they threw him on the ground and knelt on his back, just like the cop did to the back and neck of George Floyd. They repeated the behavior. And I don't know how we get better if you repeat behavior that you're fighting against. Yeah. I, don't I, get it. I, thought I know. The world's gone mad, right? The world. It's 2020. Well, here's the thing we can either learn from 2020 or we can continue to repeat our mistakes. And right. I saw a great, it was one of the few, sometimes I see memes and I'm like, eh. But someone put out a great quote of like, you know, the pandemic was an opportunity for you to take a look at your, get your financial house in order. And, um, obviously, this is an opportunity for people to educate themselves on racism. You can educate yourself or you can just ignore it. I mean, what's your choice? I want to be a better person in this world and I want to live a better life in this world. Right. And this is right. an opportunity to do so in 2020 since everything's going to happen at once. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does it mean you're going to be nicer to me? <laughs> I am so nice to you, Tom. <laughs> she tries so hard. Compared to it's other people? Compared, yes. compared to other people, so I'm a lot nicer to you, Tom. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I, I don't think I sling a lot of mud your way. <laughs> no, you really don't. It's absolutely true. No, I, I think, see, I understand, and I, I know exactly what you're saying, and, and I keep telling people. The two things that I, I like to talk about, Kristen, I'd like your take on these. Number one, you already know, uh, basically, just all people should be treated the same, not better, not worse. Everybody gets the same treatment. That's how you survive uh, without, you know, building up any tension or anger between people. Everybody gets treated the same, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, and I haven't heard one person do this, and I don't know why, why are we not talking about black achievement in America? The things that black people, that African Americans have done, they came from nothing, worked their way up, whether through the school system, getting an education, worked their butts off, whatever, and achieved these magnificent things, but nobody ever talks about their achievements, and I don't get that. Uh, you know, I think we do um, see it sometimes. I see it on Twitter sometimes, and it's often done with the hashtag of black excellence. Okay. And there is, but you have to seek it out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you have to either be on Twitter or you have to look at that hashtag. Um, but there, there's so many incredible people in this world. And yeah. under that hashtag of black excellence, you look and I'm like, why don't I know who these leaders are? And I'm right. you know, trying to take it upon myself to, to find out who they are because there's a lot of good work going on. There's a lot of good work going on. And I just well, think if everybody thinks that everybody's being oppressed and repressed and suppressed... No, some people figured it out. Those are the people we should listen to, not these politicians. Listen to the people who actually did the job. I think one major problem in modern society is that victimhood status is extremely powerful. It is, yeah. And it requires next to no effort. All it requires is you playing the victim. So why wouldn't you do... Why would you work for status when you can just call yourself a victim and, you know, you get all sorts of GoFundMe and Patreon money and people will, you know, shower you with praise just for existing on Twitter. You know, Kristen, this one I'm going to read just for you because this is, this is to, to honor your opinion. You ready? Mm-hmm. There's a picture of Donald Trump doing a fist pump, right? Mm-hmm. And under it it says... Trump says my civil war will be even better than Lincoln's. 
Oh, the Babylon Bee. Depends on what you mean by better. Even my, even my civil, civil War would be a lot better than Lincoln's lame-ass yeah. Civil War. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. He, it sounds like something he would say. Well, that's why it's so funny, because he would say something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I would love to get opinions, um, just because, you know, that whole thing with him going down the ramp and, and using two hands with the water glass. Right. <laughs> Is there something medically maybe going on with Trump? Uh, Dr. But Ralph Basham is here. Yes. Exhaustion, he's probably. Here. I want your opinion. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've been divorced from the media just because it is so up, upsetting. This uh, video I have not seen. I'm sorry. So what, he's walking down. He was walking like like an old person walking down a ramp with uh, oh, that I could That I could see. And they were like, he had on leather shoes. Those can be slippery. I'm going to go on that. But oftentimes, and this has been happening more than once, he goes to lift up a glass of water. And needs to use his second hand to bring it up towards his mouth. So he'll like cup it and then cup the bottom and bring it up. Huh. And a lot of people think it's a sign of dementia. Huh. Dementia? People yeah. have been saying. Well, they got to fight Joe Biden's dementia with. Yeah, for real. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Dementia. That's great. Well, it, 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 it could be just a, the. I've seen people do that just as a nervous habit. Um, you know, that, that, that they water. would do that. And I. But see, you, you know, I. And I don't want to. I don't know. I want to defend him or or, or uh, denigrate him. But I, I'm thinking, I don't know. What did he always do that? I don't know. I haven't watched him drink a glass yeah. of water. I don't know. I, I, water I did, if he habits. if he did if he did, he's done that forever. Well, I mean, it's meaningless. But if it's something new, uh, yeah, maybe it's a problem. So yeah, it, it's kind of interesting to see uh, the ramp. I'll let that one slide because people focus way too much on that one. But the the water blasting is kind of interesting and. He's been caught on multiple occasions with it. It could be a shaking hand, you know, when your hand starts to yeah, shake, and he doesn't be. want it. He yeah. wants it to steady, look steady. Yeah, and, it, and you can have you can have a benign intention tremor when you're when you get older. It absolutely means nothing. Yeah, my, uh, my, mom, you know. yeah, my yeah. mom had something called a dedicated tremor, and they for years misdiagnosed her as having Parkinson's. Yep. Really. Yeah. Well, the first symptom of both of those things is the same, so, I mean. Yeah, but that's like a pretty big It's a pretty big difference. diagnosis, yeah. Yeah, that's a bad diagnosis, so. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, how old is he now, Trump? 77, 76. Yeah, he's around 80. Stuff starts and, happening. Yeah. And how's uh, Mr. Biden? How old is he? He's going to be 80, I think. Really? It looks like he's. Older? 1,000. <laughs> he's, like he's, he's going to be 80. Yeah, Biden. He's going to have to pick a, a young vice president. Yes, I like yeah. Tevin said the other day we should put a cap on, <laughs> on the age group. Like Isn't it yeah. funny that lower. there's an age minimum? Yeah, um, but there's not an age maximum. But it's only thirty, well, we right? Did. It's only thirty-five. Thirty-five. Well, well, that's not very. Young. That's pretty young that's for a president. Yeah. Like we should cap it at like. 65. Well, the problem is, is that these people are in office for 50 years, yeah. 60 years. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. They spend. And we didn't know Ronald Reagan was in office with early onset Alzheimer's. Right. By the way, Joe Biden, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., was uh, born in November of 42, so he'll be 78 right after the election. Yeah, I just mm, wow. think that's kind of ridiculous. Donald Trump is 74 years old. He just turned 74 well, yesterday or two days ago. Even if they're the greatest president in the United States, in the world, in the whole world, best God smiled upon them, and they're going to be the... In, so let's say that you, they do a great job for four years. Everybody loves them. Eight more years at that age, 
is not good. You're right. <laughs> you play, you, hey, we're, now we're starting to play with house money. We're playing yeah, with exactly. house money at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much true. We do have to take a break here, but we'll be right back. Nancy Pelosi, by the way, tops out the list. Nancy Pelosi is 80 already. So you got Bernie Sanders, 78. Joe Biden is, will be 78 in November. Nancy Pelosi's already 80 years old. So there you have it. Barack Jeez, Obama. I'm going to put a medical equipment uh, store right in the Capitol there. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about Barack Obama's only 58? Really? Yeah. He's an infant in comparison. Yeah. He is an infant in com- by comparison. He is, he's an infant. There's he's no question child. about it. My God, they're like Al Gore is 72 now. Chuck Chuck Schumer's only 69. I thought he'd be older than that. Oh, yeah, I would have thought he's I definitely. That he's in his 70s. Yeah, me too. I did too. And Bill Clinton's only 73. Well, Hillary's only 72. When somebody's constantly bitching and moaning, it makes them seem older. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> oh, I will be right back with <laughs> Look at the Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt, we just found something out that's going to make you burst into tears. I think she probably heard it. What did I you... didn't. What was it? Oh. Andy, tell her. Uh, the, well, in 2014, the average victorious Senate campaign spent $10 million to get elected. Lot of money. So if you want to be senator, basically you <laughs> have in, to have ten million dollars to start. Not in political arenas. That's oh, a oh, drop. But, but the ROI is incredible. It yeah. sure is. You know, yeah. R, you know, once you're in there, well, you get health care forever for everybody. And you but know, if the you best. don't win, then where's that ten million go? Think of all the oh. scamming and the grift. It's wonderful. Oh money. yeah, wonderful and just money. free trips and the Joe, junkets and the lobbyists giving you yeah. all yeah. amazing yep. things. Joe Jorgensen. That's the Libertarian candidate. Jorgensen. Who is it? Joe, Joe Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Is it a woman? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know anything about this person. Do you know anything about Joe Jorgensen, Kristen? I don't. Aren't you a libertarian? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a floating out there looking for a candidate person. Joe yeah, Jorgensen. Joe third party, all the way. Third party, all the way. Well, but that, forget these two corrupt parties that we oldsters. have. We need to. We but we need to get the former wrestler in there. Him for the libertarian. Oh, oh. he's telling you something. <laughs> he was. He ran under the Green Party, didn't he? I don't know. What yeah, I think, party. I think he was Green a libertarian. Party. I think that's true. Didn't he yeah. toy with this maybe about six weeks ago? Yeah. Or yes. Sixteen Corona quarantines ago. Um, yeah, that died pretty quick. Yeah, I wonder why, because he's such a stella, sterling candidate. Stellar candidate. <laughs> sterling? Stellar, sterling. Well, you could be sterling. It just means that you're solid sterling. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. yes. Solid sterling. Yeah. Sterling's over. Yeah. I know what sterling and the, uh, is. 24 karat candidate. Yeah. And the Oscars are going to go on, but they're postponed. Is that what I read? Kristen? I'm sorry. What was that? Would the Oscars are they are they going to happen? Yeah, they are postponed. They are, um, but they're going to be happening April 25th, 2021. So oh. the reason why they did this huh. um, was because there are no movies coming out, and they're concerned yeah. that they won't have um, enough to nominate. Oh, so yeah. they're extending the timeline through the end of February 2021 for availability and then or eligibility, I should say, for the Oscars, and then the show will be. In April, nominations will be in March. Um, they're hoping that they can have a, a regular ceremony as well, hoping that, you know, we can congregate and have people sit in a theater together again. Um, we have the Primetime Emmys, which happened in September. The Creative Arts Emmys, which are the week before, have already been determined to be a virtual event. They've announced Jimmy Kimmel today as the Primetime Emmys host, but they don't know if they're going to be able to do it in a the theater or if it's going to have to be a Zoom affair. I'm going to say it's probably going to have to be a Zoom affair unless they really think outside the box with this. Wow. Could you do, to, uh, answer a question for me? Mm-hmm. In order to qualify to get a nighttime, uh, like a late night talk show, do you have to qualify by not being funny? <laughs> Is it a prerequisite? <laughs> These three people are the most unfunny people. I mean, when you talk about Johnny Carson stepping away, Jay Leno came in and he was funny. He was funny. David Letterman was was very caustically funny in his own way. Joan Rivers should Conan have had was one. funny in his early years. Yeah. Who was that? Yeah, Conan. Conan he was, was funny yeah. in his he early was, years. Yeah. He took Another. over for Letterman. But I think we were spoiled. Like, we were spoiled with, you know, classic Johnny Carson. Yep. And, I mean, Jay... I felt like lost his edge in his decade. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah, but in the early days, I would agree with you. Um, and I felt Conan when he was in the late when he was in David Letterman's spot had a lot of really fun bits. Mm-hmm, he did. But now I, I agree with you. It's really hard. There's a couple segments I like from James Corden that he does from time. Yeah, to time. he's okay. But I, yeah, I like. Yeah, him. and there, a couple times there's like a viral video, and I'm like, oh, that was funny on Fallon, or oh, that was funny on Kimmel. But it's not appointment television anymore. I don't no. stay up to watch any of no. at all. Well, the hosts themselves are not funny. They're bitter pains in the... They're bitter, tiny little guys is what they are. There's a reason they all have teams of 50 writers. Which doesn't work because they're still not funny. Did Johnny Carson have a lot of writers? Or was oh, God, yeah. most of his stuff? Oh, okay. Pat McCormick sure was his lead like writer. sure felt like he was uh, ad-libbing most of the time. Did you ever... You remember Pat McCormick, don't you, Kristen? I don't. Pat McCormick was about 6'6". He was an Irish guy, blonde Irishman. He was like 6'6", probably weighed about 350 pounds. A gigantic guy, right? Very, very funny. So Pat McCormick and his wife have their first baby. Uh, 
and they come home from the hospital. They settle in for a few weeks. They invite Johnny Carson and his wife over, Ed McMahon and his wife over, I believe Doc Severinsen. They had like five couples over for dinner. That must okay. be one dinner party. They're going to have a dinner party, <laughs> and then they're going to you know, present the baby uh, you know, after the dinner or whatever. Yeah. The baby. And so they had it in a sage. box before that. They do that with Sage all the time. Yeah, well, they framed. Behold, <laughs> the baby. They're they're uh, sitting there having their uh, their appetizers or their salads or whatever. So they roll out the meat cart. They whip the hood back, and the baby's in the meat cart. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. That's actually pretty funny. It's very <laughs> funny. You're going to serve the, the baby trolley. up. The meat trolley baby. My Why first thought you... would be all that meat wasted. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. All that meat can't wasted. can't eat that salami anymore. There's a baby on it. Pat McCormick was a very, Maybe very funny it. guy. Ed McMahon was funny. Doc Severinsen uh. was funny. I don't think people appreciated what Ed McMahon did because he would just laugh, and so people wouldn't realize like how he energized the audience. Oh yeah, yeah, and played off of Carson. Oh, when he'd go after Carson, it was so funny when Ed would go. My favorite one still is. I was just telling somebody this a, a few days ago that Johnny sits down one night because it was a live show at one point. He sit down one night and and Ed goes, so, so yeah. You're one of those all-around guys, huh? You're one of those all-around people. That's what you're telling us. It's quite the new car you've got there, Johnny, but I didn't know you were such an all-around guy. Apparently, Carson didn't know this, but the license plate he got for his car was 360 GUI. Yeah, Johnny, you're an all-around guy. A renaissance man. It was very funny. Oh, yeah, what are it's you funny. talking about? <laughs> what are the hell are you even talking about? It's his license plate. No, but that was that was humor, Kristen. That was very funny because they'd go after each other. You know, it, just, it wasn't. Uh, Johnny rarely talked politics, and when he did, it was funny. You know. Yeah, and um, I mean, there were certain bits that just. I mean, I loved it when he would break and he just couldn't right. stop laughing in some exactly. of his Exactly. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, right. the other thing, and this is something that doesn't happen anymore, my grandmother's a huge Carson fan, and when she would babysit me, she would let me stay up until oh. one thirty. by the way. Oh. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. I know. My Bad grandma. Best. Yep. Great grandma. Um, but people would come on just to talk. It wasn't about promoting a movie or promoting a product. Right, or yeah, right. It wasn't a promotional pitch. Mm -hmm. It was just like, hey, I'm coming on, I'm having a drink, maybe a cigarette, and here we go. Well, that was actually really good PR for stars because, oh, God, yeah. you know, instead yeah. of this, I'm just like you, it's like, you know, it, this is yep. this is how I, I am with Johnny Carson, which everybody felt like they knew Johnny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, and they a would frequently field. have walk-ons. Oh, yeah, Bob Hope would all of a sudden just show up. Yeah, well, Bob Hope lived around the, lived around the corner. He did live uh, around the corner, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, they would, ju they would just show up. Frank Sinatra would show up. Well, Frank Sinatra used to live in Toluca Lake, too. Right. Um, so they were, they, were not, they were walking distance. It was, it was a half mile from their houses to the NBC uh, uh, studios there in Don uh, Burbank. Yeah, they would Don just walk up. in. Uh, Groucho Marx. Oh, those really were walk-ins. Those weren't 
staged, staged walk-ins? No, they were actual walk-ins. Oh. Walk-ins. They'd be doing oh. something next to the, the soundstage next door, and they would just walk on, come over. Oh, what's oh Johnny's on? Let's go over. It'd be like you know, like someone from the Young and the Restless going over to uh, 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 Wheel of Fortune. Not the Wheel of Fortune. Or the other one. Uh, Price is Right. Price is Right. Price is Right, exactly. Thank you. So, Kristen, one of, the, one of the great lines by Johnny Carson, the political lines... For people who don't know, Johnny Carson rarely talked politics on The Tonight Show. I mean, that's all those guys do now. Especially Colbert and Kimmel are the worst. God, they, they just can't shut up about politics. Mm, yeah. But Ronald Reagan, when he was president of the United States, remember he started dyeing his hair? <laughs> so he dyes his hair, does a nat- national speech. That night, Johnny Carson says to Ed McMahon in the audience, you know, I'm becoming very, very concerned about the president of the United States, you know. He's turning prematurely orange. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's funny. Those are funny political jokes. But, um, no, I I just, I really wish we could get back to a situation where not everybody was either trying to sell you on a candidate or talking politics. Could you just entertain? That would be really great. Right? Yeah, it's it's tough because it's it's very clear. Like you know exactly who they're going to vote for these um, right show hosts. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very very clear. And I mean, even Jimmy Fallon, he originally kind of gave a warm welcome when Donald Trump was running the first time around, and then he caught a lot of heat later on. Right, you made him too welcome. You made him into you know a likable person. (laughs) I'm like, that's not fair either because his job is not to be a jerk. Right, guest. It's a late night show. He's not going on you know Trevor Noah's show. No doubt. we got to take a break. Come back one final segment with Kristen Burt right after this. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. There it goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Kristen. Yeah. I know everybody in the show with, uh, listening now has heard me tell this tell this uh, joke several times, but it's just we talked about it tonight's show. Don Rickles is doing Stump the Band out in the audience. Remember he used to do Stump the Band? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He walks up and he, what's your name, sir? Guy stands up. And the guy's about probably 6'4", probably weighs about 500 pounds. He's a gigantic man, right? He stands up and he goes, what? what's your name, sir? And the guy goes, my name is Tiny. He goes, Tiny, huh? What's your wife, a waffle? <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> so even you're, you're trying not to laugh, you big baby. It's old 
school. It is like old school. school. That's it's what, so yes. different. And, you know, I always think of, like, a Rodney Dangerfield. Like, oh, he couldn't do his, his type of comedy in 2020. You're probably you know, right about screaming that. Screaming at him. Uh, Joan Rivers, another one. Yep. No, nope, you're absolutely. I don't know what they're going to do for for comedies in the. You know, we looked. Andy came over. Andy and Melissa came over the other night. We looked for a comedy to watch. We had to go back to 2012. Uh, Susan Sarandon, Jason Siegel, and um, who else was in it? Jason Siegel, Susan Sarandon, and there was a third person in it. Who the hell was it? Uh, oh, it was Ed Helms. Ed Helms, right? Yeah. It was called Jeff Lives at Home. It was very funny, very entertaining. I mean, it wasn't over the top funny, but it was very entertaining, very good. Every movie that under under a comedy segment on on Voodoo on Roku mm-hmm. is a is a what do they call those action figure? What are they What are they called? What? All these movie uh, heroes, uh, superheroes. Superheroes. Oh. Yeah, all the comedies now are superhero movies. Well, I, that's yeah. not comedy to me. It's not funny. It's- is it possible that the social media uh, generation, if whatever you want to call them, they don't like to laugh? They don't. That they're so bitter from and so incensed by stuff that's going on that they read and everything that they they have so much negative energy they just do not want to laugh. They don't want to get out of that that state. Because- I think they're too busy on TikTok laughing there at you know. To, you know, I guess maybe 15 seconds to, you know, 60 second videos. Attention span's much different. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, ask different. any teacher with these kids doing all their Zoom classes, a lot of times they lost kids. Like, kids stopped going to school via Zoom because they lost interest. They couldn't, you know, sit there for even four hours a day to do their, their schoolwork. Right. It's tough. No, it is. And I, and I think you are right about this. That Well, look at Quibi. Quibi is huge all of, right out of the box. Because the average thing on there is, what, six, seven minutes yeah. long? Mm-hmm. I mean, Quibi is huge. Jeffrey Katzenberg did a hell of a job with that. And we had a couple of local guys. Well, um, Adam Schindler, of course, is from Minneapolis. And his you know, the buddy, they work on movies together. They're on, on Quibi doing some great stuff. And pretty much everybody is, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they, they signed a lot of high-level talent. Yes, they did. Quibi, so... They spent a lot of money <laughs> from the get-go. Well, I mean, just smart, and it's and I would have to agree with you, and I, I'd have to agree with them that that's the attention span now. I can watch something for about seven to ten minutes, and that's about as long as you want to get involved. Just these movies now that are two and a half hours long—that was a big mistake. That is interesting with the attention span shortening, why they would lengthen movies. They lengthen movies. I've never understood that. Everybody else got shorter, they went longer. But why is everybody, everybody's attention span getting shorter? Because, Tom, I have to agree with you, is that when I watch something on YouTube, I see it's like six, seven minutes. Yeah, I'll put that in song. But if it's 15, 20 minutes, hour and a half, I go, no. No. I think it's just because so much content is bad. You yeah. don't have time to lo- watch something a half an hour long and then determine oh, right. that was just a waste of time. You know, right. thirty years ago, being on TV was like a big deal. Oh, because, it was a huge deal. But now, literally anyone can get on TV. Anyone can get ten, fifty million views on YouTube. Oh, you know. well, uh, today the. Um Fawn and Sage were over, and they wanted to watch something, and I was looking for Thomas the Tank Engine. Right. Okay. So, I, so I, I, apparently you're never actually supposed to watch that show because Thomas is kind of an a-hole. 
Well, at, and <laughs> so I find Paul this Thomas thing. Are great it's, people. it's two kids. What about trains? This, it's a it's a channel that you get on Roku. It's two kids unboxing yep. things and unboxing. playing with it. Yeah, unboxing very positive. Yep. They have you know about, they have like a hundred videos and they have their own channel. Well, who's gonna watch that? Kids do. Obviously, somebody's watching yeah. it. Obviously, yeah. somebody's watching it. And you know what else is very big? Grocery hauls. Here's what I bought at Trader Joe's today. What? Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? There's a bunch of, yeah, there's oh, a bunch of, God, like. Oh, God, that's so sad. I, I well, can see there's Costco. Like a, there's a bunch of, like, <laughs> yeah, wellness, wellness Instagrammers and stuff, and, yeah, they're like, oh, this loaf of sourdough from this brand. Oh, God, and, like, it's so disgusting. It's all product placement. So you just take generally. it out of a, a bag and you say, I bought sourdough yeah. bread, and people are interested in this. Well, because they're like, oh, you're thin and fit. What do you buy? I want to buy that, too. Oh, God. Little do they know they just throw all the food in the garbage can and don't eat. Yeah, how about genetics, too? <laughs> let's, let's talk genetics. People always like to ignore the gene pool. And having a personal trainer. and Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So. I just It's just odd to me that that would be something that people would want to watch. Unboxing is like a big deal. It is a big well, deal. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, weird. So, so Kristen won, won the ge- ge- genetic lottery, I think. I did? Oh, yeah. Well, you're slender, attractive. Well, there thank you. you. Yeah. Well, here you don't we even go. need to buy sourdough. That, creep, yeah, that, that, was, that was genetic keep creepy. Going. That was genetic creepy. I know. Keep going. No, um, you know it's interesting. On both sides of my family, there is obesity, um, huh. but um, my mom's the oldest of six. Three of the kids are slim in her family, and three um, are heavier. And huh. then on my dad's side of the family, he's the only one that is lean out of three brothers. So it's a crapshoot. It really was, but my parents are both lean, even into their 70s, um, and then my brother is just one big meathead. He's all muscle. <laughs> He's a meathead? That's a muscle head, not a meathead. Wait, wait, let me tell you. So Miami, the gym wasn't open yet. I think it just opened last week, like mm-hmm. last week. Um, he was driving almost two hours to be able to lift and go to the gym. He couldn't. Wow. Really? Jeez. That's dedication. Yeah. yeah. Just mm-hmm. lift your dog or something. Probably weighs 40 His pounds at least. only like 9 pounds. So, oh. so that wouldn't work. Well, more yeah. reps, less weight. Yep. That doesn't work for people that are meatheads. No? They want to lift oh, heavy no, no, weights. No, yeah. lift, heavy weights. That's helpful less weight for, for lean a lot. muscles. Yeah, yeah. lean muscles. When you want to get they those 32-inch biceps. 31. 31-inch biceps. Oh Did you see the picture of that guy? Oh, no. You need a hypodermic full of saline for oh, that. Oh, my God. Or, or silicone. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. The world, the world record holder for biceps has 31-inch biceps. Look it up when we disconnect in two minutes. This guy, look, his bicep tricep area is about twice the size of his head. It's yeah, really it's weird looking. It's very weird looking. It's very yeah. weird It looks looking. like he's got, like, stuff stuffed in there. It you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> he's got pillows stuffed if under his head. the rest of his body doesn't look no. very Yeah, that's the other fit, thing is the rest so. of him isn't muscular that though. That's that's nice. so he probably needs a sling to carry those arms around. Fake. Good luck buying a shirt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where yeah. he... Well, he's wearing wife beaters. You know that. He's got to show those things off. Yeah, he's wearing his wife beaters because he can't get any other shirt on. That's probably true. So we could say wife beaters because we can we can talk about that now. Can we? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. This, this sort of stuff comes and goes. It's well, a fad. there it's was true. just a ruling in Pakistan 
that it's okay that if a woman will not uh, obey her husband, he can lightly beat her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they just passed that yesterday. Oh, that's been something forever. Yeah, what, well, what but do it's you okay mean it now, does... apparently. It's, apparently it's, it's legal. Okay. Yeah, you can beat your wife if she doesn't do it. And also, she's not allowed to talk to strangers. Can't do that. I don't think this is anything new for these women. Well, no, I don't think it is either. But, but it's sad. It's so it's really sad. sad. But, but that's what I was saying earlier. They don't like Catholics or Christians, but they like everybody else who beats their wife. The hell is that? It's very odd. It's part oh. of their culture. I guess. So, so let me, let me if, I, if I leave you, uh, Kristen with this is that if you were to be plopped down in the middle of that culture being so different than your own would you have ill feelings against that culture or because you don't agree with it and would you be well, then a racist yeah. against no, that but culture? I, I think here's the thing if i were an american and say i had to marry someone that say it was an arranged marriage and being forced into that culture after having all of this independence right. that would be a struggle for oh, sure God. because i am Type A, I'm an oldest child, I'm a take charge kind of person, that would be a really difficult, it, it, it would make me really sad, it would make me depressed, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see getting depressed Absolutely. because your husband's beating the piss out of you. Yeah, lightly. 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 Yeah, as beating. long as you wrap the two by four in a pillow, it's okay. <laughs> oh my God, I know. It's just, oh, it, it's insane, it's stupid. It's, it's insane, uh, it is insane. This isn't the 20, it's, it's a law that isn't for the 21st century. All right, well, we have to let Kristen go because she has to go punch her husband. Lightly, <laughs> no. lightly. No violence, no violence. No violence. Kristen, always, always a pleasure. We will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, Hollywood reporter. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.